How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine and this is The Valley Now. All right, welcome back to The Valley Now. My name is Jordan Moreno and today I'm introducing you to an incredible young man who has really started an awesome organization and did so when he was just 13 years old. So joining me today is the founder of Pass It On, Wade Crumb. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. All the way from Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm at uh, Carnegie Mellon University right now, so a bit far away from home or in Phoenix, but yeah. still nice here. I like the weather, even though it's a uh, it's a little cold and rainy. Yeah, yeah, not not quite the Phoenix winter that you're used to. <laughs> exactly. So, 18 years old now. I just want to preface the you're you're still very much a young man, um, and, and running the organization from wherever, from around the world, with a little bit of help from your family back here. Mm -hmm. And we'll dive into the organization, but I wanted to start off by talking about you. Have you always been a sports enthusiast? Have you always loved soccer? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, Ever since I was five, I've loved the game of soccer. I've played it since I was five. I've watched soccer a lot. Um, I mean, sports in general, too. I used to play tennis when I was a kid. Um, so just being around sports has always been fun for me. Good way to connect with people. Um, and it's fun to get physically active. Um, I enjoy staying healthy. It's, it feels nice. It, it's great. And I mean, there's so much positive positiveness in the sports culture. So I'm glad that I'm able to give back to the sports culture and also continue playing soccer at Carnegie Mellon just on the club team. But I mean, it's awesome. a way to get active. So it's still fun. Yeah. And what happened at 13 when you decided I'm going to start my own nonprofit? Um, So I got the idea just looking into my closet one day, um, seeing as I was a soccer player since five, I had a lot of old extra gear that had piled up over the years in my closet. It was overflowing. And I realized that I wanted my closet to be clean and I wanted it to go to someone who could actually use it rather than just throwing it away because that's very wasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, not environmentally friendly either. So um, I began researching different places I could I could go to, and what I found out is that 
there were very few options. And if there were any, like Goodwill, they didn't give it to the right audience. They didn't give it to children in my area who actually needed this equipment. They just sold it off or gave it to whomever. Um, and that really hurt, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I got some ideas and I was thinking that maybe I should start something myself and be the keystone to promote this effort and actually help individuals in my area. Um, and uh, luckily, my, uh, my family was uh, super supportive of the idea. They didn't shut me down. They encouraged it the entire way. Um, so I was able to start from there and uh, started out just through my own club. Uh, I was in Phoenix Rising Youth uh, Football Club and started with my connections in that. And uh, we did our first donation or collection event at um, their kickoff event, which is just an, it's an inner club scrimmage event that they have at the beginning of the year. Um, I was able to uh, speak with one of the higher ups there, get an event planned. I got some volunteers, some of my friends uh, who needed uh, hours for NHS or Boy Scouts <laughs> or whatever, or if they just wanted to help. Um, and uh, it was great. I mean, we went down canvassing the sidelines, passing out flyers, letting everyone know about our collection. And then the second and third day of the event, that's usually when all the, the equipment would come in since they knew about it. But it was a it was a great first project to dip, like dip my toes in the water, see is this something I want to go forward with, and I've never looked back. Do you remember how many pieces of equipment or or uniforms that you gathered at that very first event? Yeah, um, it was a great success to be honest, and that's why I thought it was plausible to pursue this further and have a full effort and nonprofit is because we collected around. 1500 pieces of equipment oh gosh. one event for one weekend which is pretty mind-blowing to me <laughs> yeah it's most likely because there were no other other organizations like this so all the other kids who were just like me and had clothing piling up in their closet they had nowhere to go with it no one to give it to but just being there we were able to do so much with all the people around us which is amazing and it's in it. our community. We could have our community help our own community. Yeah, that really is a testament too to the people that you surround yourself with. Of mm -hmm. they're ready to support you. They're ready to jump in too. And so over over the years, it's been about five years now. What does Pass It On look like as an organization now? And how has that kind of changed over the years? Yeah, um, we've still been going strong. We're up to about 26,000 items that we've collected so far over the past. Oh, it's strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, we've been getting more donations than ever and putting out more donations than ever. Um, and that's, I guess, primarily because we've kind of changed our approach. So at the start, we would collect at tournaments, pass out flyers, canvas, that sort of stuff. It was a large effort. It took a lot of time and the rate of return for the effort wasn't as great as what it is now because after COVID, when all that stuff shut down, we had to change our approach to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, so now we have donation bins around, scattered around um, the Valley as well as Tucson um, at soccer fields and soccer stores. Okay. Um, and those get continuous donations from people as they um, go, like if they're going to practice or to a game, it's very easy, convenient for them to just drop it off in the bin. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have partnerships with these soccer fields to get their lost and found items, like especially um, Legacy. 
mm -hmm. uh, Legacy Park in, uh, I believe it's in Mesa. Yeah. Um, but we get so much. We get utility trailer full. We bought a utility trailer because there were so, so many <laughs> donations coming. That's awesome. To, uh, change, change how we pick them up too, which is <laughs> it's incredible. It's a great expense to have. I'm actually, it's the one of, one of the expenses that I'm so glad that we were able to have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's incredible. Um, and we have, we have donation bins at uh, Soccer Post of Arrowhead in Peoria, uh, Legacy, um, No Sunday Soccer, Strikers Complex, um, down in Keno, Keno North and South, um, and um, just a few other locations. And it's, it's been great. And the donations are, tell me kind of what is accepted in terms of donation. If someone was going to drop something off, they have their closets full. It doesn't just have to be soccer equipment, correct? No, it could be anything. Um, all these kids who aren't able to afford soccer equipment typically need other items of clothing. They need regular clothing. They need water bottles. They need backpacks, all that stuff. If they are unable to afford equipment, they're likely unable to afford other things. So we, we take regular clothing. We realized that at the, at the first event. And cool. um, I mean, any anything you need or anything you want to get rid of, we will take and find a home for. There, we have plenty of connections for anything. Um, I mean, we primarily focus in soccer equipment, but we've definitely branched out a bit into baseball equipment. And if we get smaller donations of other stuff, we can find a, find a home for it. And how do you find recipients? Who are the recipients of the donations? Um, the recipients of our donations include um, more impoverished soccer clubs. We have Title I schools, especially foster family organizations. Um, and also we've done Boys and Girls Club in the past. That was our first event. Um, I started off with just the Boys and, boys and Girls because um, it was an easy contact uh, near me. Um, in Scottsdale, we did our event at the, the Charos branch in which 90% of the kids were at or below the poverty level. So it was, it was very, a very special event to me, not only because it was the first, because it was in my backyard practically. I mean, we only drove maybe 10 minutes away from my house to, to actually host this event and with these kids. Um, and I was told by the director of the branch after our event that these kids were finally able to play their first tournament because they had enough equipment. They never had enough equipment to be able to, to do a tournament. Mm -hmm. So how does that I mean, make you feel? Like, are you just so proud when you hear yeah. those? <laughs> it got me hooked to be honest. Um, yeah. Just not only being able to, to feel good or to inspire people, but this is impactful on people's lives and it shapes them to be better people and to want to give as they get older because they've been on the receiving end beforehand. So it just helps incite a world of giving and caring for each other that I really want it to be like in the future, especially also kids giving back to kids. My, my effort was started as a kid to give back to kids. And um, I, I hope that in the future, more kids will be like me and be able to give back to those in their own community. And part of this effort isn't just to give back to others through equipment, but to also inspire other people to try to be like me and give back to those in their own community and help those help others out. Have you talked with any kids that, you know, whether it's at a collection event or, or at a tournament that 
do look up to you and that are inspired by you? And have they said like, Hey, I want to do something like this too, or, or thank you for, for doing this because now I know that I can too. And you, you mm-hmm. looked like me when you were starting this out. Yeah. Um, I have two really good examples of that. Um, so the first is um, at the very start of our nonprofit, we got connected with the North Phoenix Christian soccer club. Um, it's a club in North Phoenix that consists primarily of refugees from other mm-hmm. countries. Um, so people from Asia and Africa and very poor countries that have been able to make it out and come to the U S and hopefully have a better life. Um, and we found, we got connected to them by one of our board of directors. Um, and they, they couldn't practice cause they didn't have enough, enough equipment. Like some of them didn't even have enough food or, um, or clothing. So we were able to get in contact with them and set up an event, um, be able to donate to them and meet the kids. And after our event, um, they were willing to come volunteer for us at our collection events. Oh. Which is, it's, it's incredible because many of these people didn't, re- they didn't speak English well. English is their second language. They're adapting to a new environment. So going out in public and trying to canvas and speak to random strangers, it's, it's difficult. Even when I was 13, 14, it was difficult. So I can only Public imagine what it's is like. Scary. <laughs> yeah. But um, they were, they were able to empower themselves. They were able to, to get out of their comfort zone and try their best to help their own, their own club and their own community. And um, it's a struggle for them, but I'm so glad that they were able to come out and help and get out of their comfort zone and be willing to support their own community and have that same kids giving back to kids mindset, which I'm so appreciative of. Yeah. And And like you said, it goes beyond, it goes beyond sports. Yeah. Sports is the the key component and what it's kind of all centered around, but it goes so far beyond that. Yeah. And um, another event we had, we hosted with um, a boy scout who was doing his Eagle scout projects. And we've done uh, two of those as well as a bot mitzvah. But um, one of them are the Eagle Scouts projects. His name was uh, Connor Bowen. Um, we hosted an event. It was with uh, the North Phoenix Christian Soccer Club. And it was it was um, over December in the winter. And it was, it was really cold, actually, surprisingly, even though Phoenix isn't that cold. Um, it was probably in the 40s because it was hosted around 7 or, seven or 8 o'clock. Um, because that's when these these children were free, and during the event, um, Connor noticed that one of the kids wasn't didn't even have a jacket, so it was just in a t shirt and shorts, which which was ridiculous. It was it was crazy, mm-hmm. and um, I saw him go over to the kid, take off his jacket, and give it to the give it to him, Aww. which is it makes it makes me feel so good that I'm able to inspire others to do acts of kindness like that it's just it's just incredible and yeah yeah, it was was a very special moment one act at a time Mm -hmm. and i know that you are certainly a driving force behind the organization and so involved but you certainly can't do it alone and i know that your parents have been super supportive and helpful in kind of continuing on the legacy while you're off at college (laughs) off off becoming a What is it like working with family? How does that dynamic fall into place? Well, it's nice because <clears throat> we're so close. So everything it meshes well. We can work well with each other. 
Um, right now, since I'm at college, any remote events, any Zoom meetings, I'll attend. I'll work on um, sending emails out. Um, but my mom back home, she does a lot of the work of hands, hand, boots on the ground, hands-on work. Um, so I'm very, very thankful that she's able to do that. And she's she's a great person. I know she loves doing it as well. Um, so I'm, I'm just very glad to have family members who are willing to, to help me out and pursue this effort. Um, additionally, we had um, an event a couple weeks ago um, at Coronado High School. Um, and I'm from Saguaro High School. I went to Saguaro High School. So it was it was in, it was it was odd for me to see that a team that that was a rival school that yeah. we played against in soccer four times during high school. Um, they were struggling as well. They're a Title One school. Um, they didn't have enough equipment, and they weren't even able to field their teams. They were they were ready to cancel their entire program. Wow! But um, uh, a woman reached out to us named Victoria uh, about helping out this organization or this school um and we responded because we wanted to help them mm -hmm. and it was my since i was away at college my brother was there to run the event and he's helped in the past but this is when he he stepped up a lot because i had always been at the events or my mom was, had always been at the events uh, but my mom had covid and i was away so it was all on my brother's shoulders to run it <laughs> And he, I mean, he's great, you know, <laughs> he knows yeah. show and um, it, the event went super well. And nice. after the event, they were able to field not only boys and girls varsity, but also JV teams as well for both, which is just incredible. There you go. So mm -hmm. does it go beyond um, just item donation? So would you give uh, financial assistance to, let's say, a school or something where they need 30 of the same jerseys is that something that you'd provide financial assistance or how does that work so far we haven't done any financial assistance we would have to do more fundraising events if we wanted to branch out into that area um there's potential in the future that we might be willing to do that but so far it's primarily just been equipment donations okay all right. What is on the horizon looking at 2024 for the organization? There's a lot going on already, but anything new that we can keep an eye out for? Um, we have an event coming up on uh, December 16th. So the day I come back from uh, from college back home. <laughs> will you be there? Yeah, I will be. Right. I fly in the night before. So I have a, a night before I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then... Um, we're working with um, rising families and a, and a lady named Rachel Cisneros. They have um, a contract with the city of Phoenix, working with um, a low-income housing community called Edison, Edison Park and Edison East, East Lake. They have um, a soccer league, an impoverished soccer league, and um, we're going to be running um, a donation event on the 16th um, there, and it, it'll be it'll be a really fun event. It's it's been too long since I've been out in college, so <laughs> a long time coming, and um, it should be it should be incredible. We have a a former Phoenix Rising professional soccer player coming as well. He just uh, his name is Channing Chaston. Uh, he just wrote a children's book that's being finished right like as we speak, practically um, oh. called One Percent Every or One Percent Better Every Day. 
Um, he'll be reading to the kids as well and presenting his book there. So it should be should be super fun, super super exciting. And, and can it's anyone to look attend? To as we go into the holidays. Yeah, is it just for that community, or can anyone attend? Um, I believe it's just for that community, um, but I can always check on that. Um, no, if I'm just wondering if there's ways that the community can get involved and the listeners can if, get involved, whether it's the on the donation side. Involved, uh, you can visit our website, passitonsoccer.net. Uh, we have volunteer opportunities. If you need equipment, um, my email's on there. If you want to reach out to me, we'd love to help um, and, and help in any way possible. So on both sides, it would be the mm-hmm. website yeah. would be the best place to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for you, what's on the horizon? I know that you just started college, but mm-hmm. you know, what are you, what are you getting your degree in? And then what are you going to do after something in business? I hope. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, I'm majoring <laughs> in business administration at Carnegie Mellon in their business school. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what I want to do yet. Um, I'm testing the water with um, computer science. Um, I'm taking a computer science class and I'm really enjoying it. So there's a possibility for a minor there. And basically, at least my mindset is whatever I minor in is going to be my future. And that's that's the that's the field that I'm going to plan on applying my business major to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the computer science program here is incredible. And I thought it'd be a waste if I didn't at least try it out. And I'm glad I did. Yeah, and you like it? Perfect. And that's such a an area of growth right now, yeah, too. Yeah, it's a it's a good area to get involved in as we move forward in this digital era. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna have to bring Pass It On along with yeah. you. I don't think you'll ever be able to get out of Pass It On. Nope, nope. And I'm happy <laughs> about that. That's okay. That's a good thing. <laughs> and so as we're looking for what we can do, what we can do to get involved in the community. What would you say is your first piece of advice to someone that is young, or maybe they're not so young, but inspired by someone that wants to do better in the community, wants to lift up the community? What piece of advice would you give to them? I would say just go for it. Ignore any doubt. When I was starting my effort, it was also kind of a struggle to get myself to to think that this is possible and this is this is a feasible idea mm-hmm. but once you take baby steps and knock the little things out of the way you realize how easy it is to actually go out and help others so take have some courage go go ask your resources ask your parents your family friends to help you it might be scary at the start but it gets a lot a lot easier and once you actually start helping the community, you realize the worth of it and it'll make you want to do it no matter how difficult it is. So just take take that initial leap and you'll go far. And lastly, how do you balance all of it? How are you balancing from near, from far? <laughs> oh, just scheduling. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a simple answer. Just have it. It's, it's crazy. It's I'm, I've been doing a lot of stuff, but keeping it, keeping a schedule and just staying on top of what I'm supposed to do for each day, take it day by day. And uh, I'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that playing sports kind of instilled that discipline within you from a super young age? Yeah, definitely. It Playing a sport definitely helps with scheduling because you have to manage, you have to manage your time. Well, if you're playing a sport, mm-hmm. you have school, you have 
for me, I had my nonprofit. I had other responsibilities that I had to manage within the time frame of my sports. So coming to college wasn't too like difficult for me in terms of time management because I'd have to, I'd had to do it for my my whole life. But yeah, you kind of learn that school or um, sports really does help with that. Well, get back to the studying, get back to <laughs> almost Thanksgiving breaks, get, get back to all the things, all the Christmas breaks. Enjoy every minute of it. I hope that you take some time to also sprinkle in some fun. But thank you for joining me today. I really thank appreciate you for having me. All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear the Valley now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love and join us again next week right here on the Valley now. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.